Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. Um, we're, we've been in Acts chapter 1. You guys can go ahead and turn your Bibles there. There's so much powerful kingdom truths in the book of Acts. It's it's not technically a a theology book, per se, like Romans and Corinthians is, and Ephesians, but but it has kingdom truth in it, like all through it. And and there's just things that, if you're not careful, you can read right past it, and, and you hear the great story, you read the great story, but you might actually miss... Um, keys of the kingdom in there, and so that's why we're trying to take some time in this. And I'm going to read verses 7 through 11 right now, and I think they're, I think it might pop up there. There we go. All right. Let's give Kai a hand back there, too, and Dennis for just setting up the scripture slides here. It's kind of a cool new feature. Um, all right, verse 7, this is when Jesus was, he's already resurrected. He was about to ascend. Um, but this is his final words. I can tell my tongue's dry right now. I think it's been hanging out at the beach in the glory. All right. All right, Jesus, Jesus said, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive... You shall receive... Getting better. You shall receive... There we go. When the has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me. Who is it? Jesus. All right, you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And so Jesus was passing the torch onto his, his apostles so that they could carry his kingdom mission with, after he goes to heaven. So, so he's passing the, the baton. He's passing his mantle to them. And, and they're going to take the things that he imparted to them for three and a half years, and then they're going to go and he's going to work through them to build his ecclesia, his church, and then, and then bring the kingdom and expand it into every part of the earth. And it starts at home, then it goes out to the neighborhood and the region, and then the world beyond. Amen? All right. So he, this, is a, this is awesome. And so this is his final words, but, but he's, he's saying... Um, you're going to witness me. You're, you're going to bring my, the gospel of my kingdom, and then you're going to see me show up. All right? It says in the, end, the very end of Mark 16, um, right, right at the same time before he ascended, um, he, he told them, these signs will follow those who believe. You guys know all that. You cast out demons, raise the dead. I, I don't think he said raise the dead then. You can heal the sick, all that stuff. All right? But then it says, after that, it, it says Jesus ascended. And then it says they went and they preached the gospel of the kingdom, and signs followed. So the Lord showed up through them fulfilling. They they carried his mission. They brought the gospel. They they continued Jesus' ministry, and then he showed up in their midst. And guess what? They became witnesses to Jesus right there everywhere they were going. Pretty awesome, right? And it happens because we receive power, dunamis power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Amen? 
So as soon as he's done saying that, the verse 9, it says, Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. And, you know, I'm not going to elaborate. I just want to say this for those of you who haven't been in here maybe the last week or two. Um, we, there's, there's a time when Jesus prophesied that he's going to come back, and he said, he's, he said the Son of Man is going to come back um, in, with clouds and with power and glory. Amen? Amen. And so what, what we want to look at here is when he ascended, um, we, we might, I, I don't know about you, but for me, I always, I always just kind of pictured this as they're, they're together, and then he starts flying into the sky, nice blue sky with a white puff cloud comes across, and then he like goes beyond it, and then they don't see him anymore. And I, I felt like the Lord revealed to me one time that that is not a cumulonimbus cloud, <laughs> it's the glory cloud. And we've been talking about that. It's a glory cloud that became a portal where he exited this earth realm and entered into the third heaven realm where his throne is. Amen? And so um, if you need to hear more about that, you can go back and listen to the podcast because we talked a lot about it. Okay? <clears throat> but um, uh, the, the whole point that I've been trying to focus on here is that there's glory and the Lord wants to bring his glory and manifest it into our midst. And the, the, when the glory shows up, it's the, it's the heavens and the earth merging together. So there's a heaven on earth experience happening there. And when heaven and earth merge together, things start happening. You start experiencing heaven trickling into our earth realm. Hallelujah. Right? And so here's Jesus, and, and he ascends, and then he's gone because he ascended, and, and we read all these other verses that talk about his ascension, how he passed through all the heavens, and then he was seated at the right hand of the Father. So I believe that there's glory that opened up, and he passed through a portal, and I also personally believe that these two angels that were standing there probably came through the same doorway. I don't know, but that's what makes sense to me. Take it or leave it, all right? But we've, we've been talking about that. But, but here's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about um, the partnerships of heaven and earth. I want to talk about how, how we, um, the, the Lord put his mission here for us to bring his kingdom to the, earth, to the whole earth, right? But he didn't leave us here to do it on our own strength. He gave us the power of the Holy Spirit. He also promised that when we do this, he's going to show up and we're going to see him do things that only he can do. And I think a lot of times we put the pressure on ourselves to get results. And he's like, why are you trying to do this on your own strength? You can't do it. But I can. I want to. And I will. If you do your side the right way. Right? I mean, there's always the ifs. We have to have a relationship with them. We have to be in his word and understand what he's actually wanting to do. And then we have to have faith. We've got to believe that he'll do what he said, right? But we've got to know who he is and what he said. That's the word. And then we, by faith, we pull it in the spirit 
and he shows up. Amen? You guys all right? All right, cool. So, so I want to I talk today some about the angelic realm a little more. We don't worship angels, but, but if we don't acknowledge them, we're, we're kind of missing a part of the kingdom that God has established, right? So the angels, um, they came. I, I think that this two or three verses right there that we tend to zip right by, cool, he ascended. Cool, the, the angels were there. And then we're on. Well, I, I think there's key in this. I think, that, I think the Lord actually was opening the heavens to an angelic realm. I, I believe that things started happening at this point that weren't happening probably quite to that level before. All right? The book of Acts is loaded with angelic activity. This is the first time that it shows it in there. And, and as I said last week, I, I read through all the, or looked through all the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's only one time that I could find, and if you find one that's different, please let me know because I'm not 100% perfect on this. But I, I don't think that any of Jesus' disciples had ever seen or encountered in the flesh an angel except after he resurrected and the women went to the tomb. And there the, there the angels were, right? I don't, I don't think there's any angelic visitations to the disciples, yes to Mary, yes to Joseph, right? But to the disciples, it was when Jesus resurrected and then I think this was the next time. My point is, the, the, something that was not normal started happening, and then it started becoming normal, all right? There, there's a lot of angelic happening in the book of Acts. So the angels came, I, I believe this, scripturally and just by experience and observation, the, the angelic hosts, the, 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 the workers of the kingdom of God came to the earth to help Jesus establish the ecclesia. And they started partnering with the apostolic, all right? Jesus actually created what we like to call apostolic government. A lot of people love to talk about the, the five-fold giftings, right, out of Ephesians 4, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. And it's super important. It's super kingdom. It's, it's the way that God's building things. I think a lot of people have different ideas about what that looks like or how to do it. And our approach to it might be different than a lot of people's. That's just the way we're doing things, because it's the way we've been taught and the way we believe that God has shown us, but we're still learning it ourselves. But the point that I want to make with it is that when, um, when the apostolic covering is functioning the way it's supposed to be, there's angelic hosts in partnership and things happen at a supernatural level that a man can't do on his own. See what I'm saying? There, there's partnerships. There's kingdom alliances, heaven to earth. And it's important for us to be aware of this. Because the way, I, I want to say this, there's only one time in the history of eons that any demons have ever disobeyed God, and that was when the fall happened. Okay, and, and they all had the choice, stay with Jesus or, or go with Lucifer. One third went with them. I don't believe there was ever a sin or a rebellion again in the angelic realm. I don't believe it because Jesus would have kicked them out too. Okay, He had reasons for kicking them out. 
That's not allowed. All right? But, but where was I even going with that? <laughs> Why was I saying? I had a reason. Lord, help me. The, the angels, there's order in heaven. This is where I was going to go. There's order in heaven. There's order. There's, there's kingdom principles. There's, and if you will, laws of the kingdom of heaven. I'm not talking about religious laws. We, there's a lot to say on that. That's, but there's, it's like laws of nature, okay? There, there's, there's ways that um, there's order and hierarchies, just different things, all right? But, but God's looking for people who are aligned with the ways of the kingdom, and he sends the heaven's blessing on, on alignment with heaven, okay? Angels are aligned with heaven, and they're looking for alignment with heaven, and when they see it, they're drawn, and they come to, to put their hands to work with it, all right? Am I boring you? <laughs> you guys all right? Okay, because I, I know that we kind of went in a, in a deep, drunken zone a while ago, and I want you to stay there, but let's do this together, because this is important stuff. Angels... Um, come to, a, uh, to support apostolic mantles. They come to support the work, the, Jesus' work of building his ecclesia. They come and partner with that. All right? So in the book of Acts, Jesus had been raising up his apostles so that he could give birth to the ecclesia, the church, and, and, and build his church through his people by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the angels, I, I believe this with all my heart, came in to, to put their hands to work. They're in the invisible realm. We're in the visible realm, but together we're building something that's heaven on earth. So there's a, they're, they're, they're here to help us fulfill the Great Commission. So when we're in alignment with the works of God, there's angels helping with us. Have you ever noticed sometimes when, when it seemed like things just were going way easier than it seems like it should? Sometimes it's because angels showed up. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way. And I'm not saying that when it doesn't feel that way that things aren't going right. We hit things. We hit, we hit up against resistance sometimes. Still, there's more going on than meets the eye. Okay? We need to understand that. So the angels come, and, and they're supposed to be between us and that realm. They're supposed to be a co-laboring. There's supposed to be partnership. The Lord's trying to build alliances between the armies of heaven and the armies of the church. All right? Heavenly alliances. Part of the government of heaven. There's government that he sets up in his ecclesia, there's government in heaven. He's trying to have it all be working together. All right? And, and we know that the Bible talks about um, bring it, let the, we don't wrestle with flesh and, flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers and dominions, right? Ephesians 6, I believe. So in the, in the, in the spirit realm, there's principalities and powers that get set up the, Satan is called the prince of the power of the air. So he, his, his realm is the second heaven realm, right? 
And if you remember that story of Daniel who fasted for 21 days for God to bring an answer to him about um, the needs of the land, I guess, um, one of the angels finally showed up after 21 days of fasting, and he actually said, I actually was dispatched from heaven from the moment you started praying, but it took me 21 days to get here because there's resistance with the devil. I think it might have been Michael, Michael the archangel, right? So there's resistance. That was in the second heaven realm where there's principalities and powers. And, and so without going into this too much, the, when, when we as people, we, the, the agreements that we make with our heart and with our word and our action bring partnerships in the spirit realm, good or bad, okay? If, our, if, our, if we're living aligned with the ways of the kingdom, guess what? We're actually, we're actually coming into partnership with the blessing of heaven. And he sends his angels to bring blessing and, and partnership with that. When we partner our hearts with things that God considers evil or external to his heart, guess what? We're, we're creating partnerships with the fallen realm, the demonic principalities and powers, okay? So that happens on an individual basis, but it also happens on a regional and societal basis. It happens on a cultural basis. It happens on a, on a government basis. That's why, you know, when, when there's laws and we, we have to have voting and stuff and people are voting for things that they agree with or things they don't, it's, it's, let me just say that, that what we're doing in that moment is way bigger than what political party you are. It's way bigger than what candidate you like more. What you're getting ready to do is make an agreement with one kingdom or another. So when it comes to things like abortion, for example, that was a big thing not, not long ago, voting for that. And, and people need to understand this is not a, a Republican or a Democrat issue. It's a, it's a kingdom of God or a kingdom of hell issue. Okay? And so when, when laws get passed that are they're either going to be in agreement with one kingdom or the other, guess what's happening? You're actually creating permissions from that realm to come and establish order that functions in that realm. Okay? And so when you get, when you get like, you know, when, when there's evil laws that start getting passed, guess what's happening? They're actually opening the gates for Hades to come in and, and literally permitted to have power that they should never have. Does that make sense? Again, it's not Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, whatever, who you, who you want to vote for because you like them or you don't or whatever. That's not my point. My point is that, that we need to understand what is truth to God? What does he care about? Because when we partner with that, we're actually creating an alliance with heaven that gives him space to bring power and authority and the, and the kingdom of God into the midst of that place. And it's the other way, it's, it works the other way. Partnerships, you, people have no clue. There are people who have no clue that, that even at the vote level, 
And this is not a political sermon. I want you to see the spirit realm on this, all right? The, when people vote for things, or they choose not to because they don't want to get involved, that still is a vote, by the way. Passivity is a vote. My, my, but my point is, like, are we creating alliances with heaven, or are we doing it, whether we mean to or not, with hell? Okay? That's how principalities and powers get built in regions and local areas. That's why you can go to certain places and it feels easy to, to flow in the spirit realm and the supernatural, and you can go to other places and it feels muddy in the spirit. I'm not saying this is the only reason. There's so many nuances, so many different dynamics, but that is one way that it works, okay? And, and whether people are intentionally doing it or not, they're building alliances with kingdoms that are invisible to the natural eye, and it's creating strongholds that become principalities. <laughs> Does this make sense? That's why you can go to cities like San Francisco, and in some huge areas, you just step right in there, and it feels dark. That's just one place that just came to my mind. You can, go to, you can step right into the Haight-Ashbury district, and it, something feels different right there. Been there. And you can step into stores that feel different than the one next door. We go to stores that um, they look all nice and everything, but you feel something in your spirit, and it just doesn't feel right. And then you get back to a certain section, you start seeing Buddhas and, and New Age stuff, and it's like, oh my goodness, yep, that's why. And you can step right outside the door and it feels clear again. Why? Because we're, we're doing things, whether we mean to or not, that are creating partnerships in the spirit realm with one kingdom or another. Does this make sense? All right, so, so to say all that, I've got to say, we often consider the concept of principalities and powers as demonic, and a lot of them are. But guess what? God is actually trying to set up principalities and powers that are holy. Because whoever's on the throne in that realm, like if it's not from God, guess what? Jesus died on the cross to crush Satan everywhere up and down. <clears throat> and God's waiting for, Jesus is waiting for his enemies to be made his footstool. He's already crushed Satan and all the enemies and made a public spectacle of them in the spirit realm. Okay? He's already, he's already won. Okay? The devil has already been removed of any authority that he legally had with heaven. But now the only authority that he has on this earth is that which people still give to him. So when we shift our our allegiances, not just by mentality, mental ascent, but by action and agreement and the way I'm living, the way I'm believing, the things that are coming out of my mouth, all these things. Like we're actually creating partnerships one way or the other, and sometimes it's a whole lot of both sides without even knowing it. And, and allowing stuff to come in without even knowing it. Uh, you know, speaking 
doom and gloom over myself. I feel, I feel negative about myself, and I might say things that are not good about me. And I have a real low self-esteem. And guess what? When that's happening, I, I'm completely disconnected with who God thinks that I am because he does not feel one second like that towards me. Jesus died on the cross and resurrected to completely, not, not just change me, He's not, he's not just like changing me like I used to be like this way, but he's like trying to make me different, like, but I'm still that. No, he actually like, he took that old thing on the cross and it completely died with him. I've been crucified with Christ to the point where it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. It's not, it's not that he's just changing me. What he's changing is who I actually am. I'm not the old me anymore. The old me is not me. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? But when we function from that mentality and we start thinking that about ourselves and we have negative self-declarations, whether we believe it or not, we're actually, we're actually speaking things that's allowing that realm access to come in and influence and create bondages, strongholds. Are you guys hearing me? I'm talking, even the best of Christians can do this. That's why we have to continually keep renewing our mind to truth so that we can continually be transformed, not into something new, but into who Christ has already made us to be that we might not understand quite yet. Does that make sense? So, but we create partnerships in the spirit realm, one way or the other, by what we're doing, what we're saying, what we're believing, what we're agreeing with, okay? And it, it literally gives space for those things to have activity in that realm. You guys are following me, right? All right, so, but where I'm trying to take this is, is here that, that the Lord actually fully intends to establish kingdom of God alliances, kingdom of God principalities and powers, when you read Revelation and the letters to the churches, each one is written to the, to the angel of the church, and there's a lot of different ideas about what that means. I'll tell you what I believe it means. I believe that these are really are angels that have been assigned from heaven to become principalities, kingdom of God, principalities, to these regions, to these churches. That's what I believe. I believe that when Jesus talks about on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades cannot prevail, that what he's actually doing is building something where he's putting heaven's alliances on it, building in the spirit realm principalities that there's actually governments of heaven functioning with the ecclesia so that it's creating an open heaven's atmosphere so that heaven can come and land in the midst of his people. Pretty good stuff. I believe those angels in the, in the, the letters to the churches are principalities that God was establishing. You read the story of Ephesus. Like the book of Ephesians is one of the most amazing, powerful, spiritually rich books in the Bible. It's so good. Like every, every verse and every portion of a verse has its own deep dive 
encounter-packed revelation in it, okay? You can go for a long time in that book. But, but you read in Acts and Ephesus had one of the greatest revival outbreaks that we see in the Bible. And, and I believe the, the, because of the apostolic mantle on Paul and his team, and they were going there, and there's, a, there's an anointing that's special from heaven on them. There's an authority that's on them in a, in a way that's far beyond what we think authority looks like. And they're coming, and they're preaching the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom. And, and, they're, and he's taking his time with it, too. He's not in a hurry. I think it says he set up a school there for two years. Could be getting them mixed up, but I think it says that. All right, so he, he was like going hard and heavy and deep on this, but, but strongholds started breaking down in that region. There is demonic strongholds and principalities there. They worship demons there. But they, had, they had idols and they had temples there, and it was demonic. It was horrible, but, but the power of God came through Paul and his team with an anointing from heaven that started breaking things, and people started repenting for worshiping fallen angels. And before you know it, that principality broke and fell to its knees and crumbled. And the Lord, I, I believe this, that the Lord set up a, a heaven principality in the church of Ephesus right there. And things shifted. It became an open heaven place. You read it. There, the, there, there were crazy level miracles that happened there. Okay? You guys tracking with me? Like I, I'm kind of giving you snapshots of the way that I perceived God calling us to this region from before we moved here. I'm trying to give you guys a, a, a snapshot in the spirit how I saw this because I know that I, I know that there are principalities and powers in different places. We didn't come here trying to get in the devil's face and rebuke him and try to arm wrestle him down to the ground. It's not how it works. We come here on an assignment from heaven and let God let Jesus show up and be a witness to him to watch him do something we can't do. Amen. Hallelujah. Man, I only got through like one little thing in my notes. I, I did not think I was going to go into all that, but I'm kind of glad I did. <laughs> we, we've been talking about God wanting to manifest His glory in our midst more than we've ever experienced. And He does, and we experience it in measures Sometimes it's more than others. Today was a pretty glory moment, I think. Hallelujah. It's fun. It's fun in his glory. <sighs> and we want more. There, there, there's so much to the dimensions of God. And there, like, I, could, I, could, I could spend a long time preaching to us for weeks on, and I have at times, on, on how, the, how through the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we get to come into ascended levels in our spirits before the throne of God and have throne room encounters. 
I love that. And that there's nothing more important than that in your spiritual walk with God. Okay? But we're talking about glory being manifested in our midst. It's kind of almost opposite. Not in a, not in a good and bad way, but in a locational way. Because the one, it's I'm having this spiritual connection in my union with Christ, and I'm having a heaven encounter. Okay, like that girl who got a sunburn, I think, was like that. But, but we're also talking now about not just us having our own personal encounters with heaven, but God wanting to bring heaven into earth and actually usher it from that realm into us so that people around us who don't even have that kind of relationship with God get to encounter his glory. And he wants it to be both. And it's the people who do the first one, I said, who, who, who come to his throne on a regular basis. Those are the ones he's going to trust and trust this too so that we can be the carriers of bringing glory from heaven into earth. He wants to do it. And he wants to do it through you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't think that this topic is done today, by the way. <laughs> I'm seeing where, where I've got to go, and I don't know how I'm going to get there. We, we need to be partners of the works of God. I think a lot of times we're asking God to come and partner with what we want to do. I've got a vision. I've got a dream. I have a passion. I want to do this. What's God doing? Would it be awesome to do that, but God wasn't there? Because it happens. <laughs> Even when God gives the vision, okay, it, it still happens because we've got we to gotta go where he is. He'll make everything work out as he wants, when he wants. It may not be the way you wanted to. Did it matter? Because you were close to him, right? What was more important, fulfilling the dream or being completely immersed with God's goodness? Sometimes we have to recalibrate to these things, don't we? Partners with God's work. We, we cannot fully, we cannot truly fulfill the Great Commission and, and, his, and his kingdom expansion project without having his glory coming into our midst and, and without having the angelic activity coming in and doing its works. Okay? We need the Holy Spirit and his power. We need Jesus and we need the glory of God and we need the angels coming in too. And God has given all these things to us. Hallelujah. Heaven backs up the gospel of the kingdom. If we preach the gospel and we're in, we're in intimate union with Jesus Christ, and we're preaching the gospel, heaven shows up. It's not showing up to the measure you want. Keep doing it and keep getting deeper with Jesus. You're going to see the breakthrough, but we've got to keep going after it. Amen? Jesus is building his kingdom through his church. 
how he's doing it. All right? It's, it's heaven and it's church. It's, this is his design. Hey, Ecclesia, heaven and church coming together, there's power. When you, get, when you get glory and anointing on flesh, that is dynamic because now God can do something through us that we could never do on our own. And I hope you guys are taking this in. In John 1.51, Jesus told Nathanael, Most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter, you shall see heaven open. Everybody say, open heavens. And the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Wow. Whether he saw it during the gospel times or not, it doesn't record it, as I said. But, but I believe that there was a time when he was going to see that. Okay? And, and so the heavens open and the angels are ascending and descending. They're, they're doing things. They're not, just, they're not just on a roller coaster ride. They're not just going up and down having fun. Okay? They're, they're, they're at the throne of God and he's telling them things and he speaks his word. And then they go and they fulfill it. So he, if, if their assignment was on earth, he sends them. And so that's when they're descending from heaven. And then who knows what they're here to do. Some of them may be here on a five-minute assignment. And then they're ascending. Some of them might be commissioned to something that's going to take a thousand years before it's done. But I know one thing. He said that his word will never return to him void. And so what he speaks, it will fulfill everything it needs to before it returns back to him. And I believe those angels that, he speak, that he's speaking to them, commissioning them, and they're coming down, and they're going back up when they're done. And I want us to consider that, the, the angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man, all right? Consider that. When Jesus said this in, in Matthew 16, 18, 19, I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock, we know it's the revelation of Jesus being the Christ, Son of the living God. He said, I will build my church. Why don't you guys say that again? I will build my church, and the gaze of Hades shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. So he's building his church. In, in areas where there's principalities and powers that need to come down. And the gates of Hades cannot prevail against his church. His church is going to always be on the offense, not on the defense, when it's functioning in partnership with Jesus Christ. Right? His church wins because Jesus wins. Okay, so, but he's wanting to expand his kingdom through his church, and everywhere the church goes, Hades cannot prevail against it. The gates of Hades cannot prevail against it. It's overtaken, right? Gates are a defensive structure, not an offensive. We're coming, we're bringing offense, crushing Satan's kingdom. Principalities and powers fall. We stay the course. Like I said, some things can happen in five minutes. Sometimes it can take a thousand years. Depends on what it is. The mission is always a success to the Lord if we did our part, even if it, if it happens faster. It takes a lot of time. God's not measuring it by that. 
He's measuring it by are we staying the course, what he's doing. And he said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will have already been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will have already been loosed in heaven. On earth, you're going to do the things that I've already completed in heaven. You're going to make it manifested on the earth because I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom. This is in the context of his church that he's building, not us. You guys hear me? So think about that. If Jesus said you're going to see angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man, and the Son of Man is building his church, okay? And that didn't even start until Pentecost. And then all of a sudden, there's glory and there's manifestations and there's angels doing all kinds of stuff. We're not here to, angels are not our central focus, guys, but we're partnering with each other. Because it's the glory of God bringing heaven to earth. Amen? Hallelujah. So angels are in partnership with the works of Christ, even in the building of his church. He has big things he's doing. And he fully intends to crush the gates of hell through his people in the church. Through the church. Everybody all right? Hey. Kingdom expansion, expanding the kingdom past the gates. Now, what are the gates? They're, they're part of the strongholds and the, of the principalities of regions. Are you guys hearing me? He's saying that the gates of Hades cannot prevail against it. So he's expanding his kingdom through his ecclesia that he's building upon the revelation of who he is. Kingdom expansion, it can't prevail. That means it's collapsing. That means strongholds are falling. That means principalities are crumbling and falling to their knees and losing all the power that they have. Hallelujah. And there's the alliances of heaven. Like, like heaven is showing up and he's backing up everything that the church is doing that is in, that is in alignment with what God's commissioned them to do. That's us. It's us, okay? Like I said, there's more than meets the eye. There's more going on than you know. There's more progress happening in that realm than you can see by observation. God's building something that's way bigger and way greater than we can tell. We've been here now, we, we launched this church five and a half years ago, and if you look around the room, this is wonderful and amazing, but there's way more going on in the spirit realm than what we can even see. And God didn't just, he didn't just ordain that Overflow Church would be here just to be a church in this area so it can be another church. He's thinking about principalities and powers and dominions and, and about crushing and, and establishing kingdom of God principalities and powers and dominions. There's more going on than you can see. Hallelujah. I hope that makes you excited. Because when the Lord gives us a, a heaven to earth peripheral vision of what's happening, we're going to be blown away. And the Lord's going to say, as a matter of fact, this morning I, 
I was having some time with the Lord just trying to, uh, just try to, try to recalibrate with him in my heart. And, and I just felt like the Lord was saying, you've been faithful. You, you, there's, there's so many things that have come against you. So many things that, um, that, that are falling down around you and you've been faithful and you're, you're still standing strong. I'm proud of you. There's more going on than you can see. Hallelujah. That was very encouraging to me. I needed to hear that. The Lord has bigger things. Like he, He's not in a, in a flash ministry plan. He, he's, like, he's in this for the long haul. He, like I don't know when Jesus is coming back. But I know that when Jesus comes back, His plan is to come to an earth that has heaven's principalities and powers and dominions built all around it. He's a king. Hallelujah. He's a king of this earth. This whole thing is in his hands, everything in it. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Come on. He's, he's coming back to a place that has his kingdom built. Principalities and powers and dominions. Regional. Powers, regional breakthroughs, regional gains of the kingdom. So we are here for advancement. We're not here just to try to maintain. We're not here to just try to, to do the thing. We're not just trying to do our time or, or be good Christians. We're, trying, we're here because God has souls all around this place that are in bondage, that are in shackles, of whatever principalities and powers and dominions that have a hold on them. And Jesus died on the cross for each person. <laughs> and he needs us to help him set the captives free. He's not just doing it on an individual basis. He wants to do it on a regional basis. Hallelujah. I don't know what it's going to look like when it, you know, in the repercussions of it in the political realm, there's no guarantees there. But Jesus didn't come here to try to create political gains. I believe that we are going to have impacts in that realm. But he's setting up his church because he's, the church, it's not defined by that realm. That's, a, that's a, another realm, and he's trying to build his church as a mountain that ascends above all the stuff that happens in the first and second heaven realm. Come on, we're bringing kingdom, and we want to see breakthroughs on this realm. Whether, you know, what it looks like naturally, I don't know, but what I do know is the, the partnerships that we make are going to determine what powers in that realm get to happen, so it does translate into that realm. Okay? But my point is that I just want us to see, like, He's, he's entrusted to us the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Okay? Heavens. Heavens. Heavens government. Heavens culture. Given us the authority to bring that into this earth. And he wants us to use that to unlock heaven everywhere that God calls us to be. Each layer of society. Each neighborhood. Each church. Each city. Each reason, region. Come on, the state. 
the Midwest. I believe God wants to bring revival. Come on. It's not going to be a... It's not going to be a a flash in the pan, what he wants to do. It's to change history. Not a moment. I love the moments, but he he wants to bring something that completely demolishes the stuff that keep resisting his kingdom. That's why the angels are important. Why it's important for us to be aware of that, that it's, it's not just about the angels, but my, what I, I just want us to recognize, there's a lot more going on in the spirit realm than we're aware. and He wants to bring us more in tune to that realm so that we can know that when we're doing things aligned with his kingdom, heaven comes in with great momentum, great power, great force that's, that takes things way beyond what we could do on our own. I can't cheerlead us into a move of God. I can cheerlead us to to evaluate who we are in Christ. I can cheerlead us into discovery of of who we are and who He is, but but we have to come into full alignment with who we are, who He is, and how He does things together. So he can show up and do what he wants to do through us. We're in alignment. And the angels and heaven and the Holy Ghost and the glory, the Shekinah glory, God comes in like a bulldozer as big as, a, as Indiana. You can't stop that thing. I believe something's going to happen. I believe that we're chipping away at it. I believe when you create momentum, I was thinking about momentum earlier. Like you think of a huge boulder and you want to get that thing moving, it, it's hard. You push it and you might not even feel any movement. Maybe you need a few people to push into it. You start moving it like a centimeter. It takes everything you got. You just got to stick to it. Keep pushing in. Maybe you can get a couple other people finally to start putting their shoulder in with you. But, but the, then you get more people. But the, you start seeing that thing moving a little more. And by the time you start getting it moving enough to where it actually is rolling, you can't actually stop that anymore because it, it carries itself. And that's what God's trying to do. And it, this, is, this is not easy to come here and try to start that, mo- that momentum. It's hard. Okay? Bethel has had momentum for decades. Like you, they, can't, they couldn't even stop what God's doing if they tried it's, that's, that boulder is rolling and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and it's just moving. It, it, when, it, when it's moving like that, you can just kind of pat it and it keeps going. It doesn't take much effort anymore. You see what I'm saying? But when you start something, it takes a lot more work, a lot more diligence, a lot more steadfastness, a lot more stay in the course without changing up what you're doing all the time because it's not working, which most people do that. That's why most people don't actually reach their destinies because they quit too soon. I hope you guys are listening to me right now. I believe that the rock's moving, all right? There's a lot more for it to go. I believe the rock's moving, and I believe that I don't think I'm up here doing it alone. 
I think you guys are with us. I, I feel more like you guys are with us than I probably have ever felt. And I love that. I want you to know that. I'm very thankful to you guys. Let's keep putting our shoulder under this together. Okay? We're going to see something happen. We're going to see a shift happen. I believe it. We're on the brink of something, too. Amen? Why don't you guys stand with me? I'm going to pray for us. I, 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 want, to, I want to say this real quick. If, if there's anybody in this room or in my hearing online who does not know Jesus, you've not given your life to the Lord for salvation, or, um, or, or maybe you have, but you're not actually walking with Him, and need to give your life back to the Lord and say, Lord, I, I haven't been living for you, and I want to make it right now. If there's anybody like that, I, I just want to give you a call to salvation or a call to repentance in that way. And I don't know who our ministry team is, but I need them to head on up here, please. And um, if anybody needs that, come up here and ask them to pray with you. Um, or if you're online and you need that, find someone you know who can pray with you. But don't wait another day. Today's the day of salvation, okay? And the Lord wants to put the momentum of his kingdom into your life to bring blessing to you. All right, God, I thank you so much for coming here today. <laughs> thank you, Lord. You are already here, God. There's, a, there's an atmosphere that's, art, that's really just been, been cultivated here, and you don't even leave. We don't worship the building like a, like a temple, but... Uh, I do know, Lord, that you you do inhabit places. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Whoa, you do inhabit places. <clears throat> God, you do shift atmospheres. You do change environments. <clears throat> I ask you to bless everybody right now, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray pray that you'll help us all to just become more aware of you and your presence, become more aware of your glory, <clears throat> become more aware of what you're doing, and I, I pray that you'll show us all, each person, Lord, if there's anything we're doing that's not what you're doing, so that we can realign, because we want the blessing of heaven, we want your hand on us, we want the grace to be on us, we want the power of the Holy Spirit on us. We want to encounter your glory. We want everything you have for us. We want heaven in our lives fully manifested. And I pray, Lord God, just for, uh, for increases of manifested glory and presence and kingdom activity in our lives in the name of Jesus. And, and also one last thing, um, Lord, if, there, if what I was saying about the things that we do, agreements we make or or anything like that in our heart and in our words we say, Lord, if, if anything that I said in that um, needs to land on somebody's heart, Lord, to, to recognize a change that needs to happen, I pray that you'll help people to see that. God, because the repercussions are massive in a good way or a bad way. I just pray that you'll help us to recognize that. I pray, I pray, Lord, that you will shift every single person 
at least one notch, if not many, towards revival outbreak today, right now, in Jesus' name.